0: You're listening to The Confidence Podcast, your one-stop shop for motivation, inspiration, and confidence to help you boldly and bravely take action on your dreams. I'm your host, Trish Blackwell, and I teach entrepreneurs and dream chasers to take action on the dream got put on their hearts. I empower go-getters to get past their stubborn insecurities so they can crush their goals, outgrow their fears, and create prosperity in their businesses and lives. It's time to rise and shine. Let's dive deep. And y'all, we are diving deep today and we're going into those roots and we're going to be uprooting social anxiety and self-doubt. I'm so excited about today's topic. You are listening to the Confidence Podcast. I'm your host, Trish. I'm so happy to be spending some time with you today. And today in our coaching podcast, we're talking about how to get rid of social anxiety and self-doubt. Because I think if we were really honest with ourselves, we all struggle with it. And it's so funny that not many people will step out in total transparency and say, Hey, I've got some social anxiety or yeah, absolutely. I struggle with self-doubt. And I think that these are just simply part of the human experience. But the problem is, is because we don't feel like we should be feeling them. We feel worse about ourselves for feeling them. And then it's sort of this like, unspoken fear starts rising up and just like a child who needs attention if it's not getting love or not getting that attention and affirmation so too does this fear become louder and louder in our minds until we can't get away from it right so so i'm really excited because i think that even if you're the most technically outgoing extroverted people would never think you have social anxiety or self-doubt um, person out there that you probably still on a daily basis need to renew your mind to say I am enough I am supposed to be me and I'm ready to thrive and just go all in with living with with just utter confidence and courage and enthusiasm with my life. And and I I speak to you today as somebody who's extroverted, but who has to daily choose to not worry about what people think, to, to not let the self-doubt start whispering to me, to not let these insecurities become louder in my mind. And so um, I, I've really been walking this confidence journey for 10, 15 years, that range of of being mindful about it. And, and I share this with you, not to discourage you, but to encourage you and remind you that it is a process. This is a journey, not a destination. And every day, though I am a specialist in confidence, and I consider myself a pretty, freaking confident person, I still have to choose to rise above social anxiety. I still have to choose to silence that self-doubt. So I want to encourage you to say, if you're feeling those things, that's good. It means you care. And if you care, if you have heart, then you have the ability to have enthusiasm and enthusiasm leads to passion. Passion gets you in the flow. And with that to to power you through, you can do anything. Okay. So specifically on today's episode, we're going to be talking about the classifications and fine points that really differentiates social anxiety from social confidence. And because this is often a question I get asked in my coaching, I'm gonna be talking about the difference between pride and self-confidence. Um, talking about humility versus self-assurance and where is that fine line if you want to be someone who is humble and engaged and about others but still have that confidence in yourself. It's sort of this this gray area, which I love thinking about gray areas because as a recovering perfectionist, so much of my life and so much of my internal program in is to black and white thinking, you know, being really extreme all or nothing. And so in the past 7 years or so, thanks to some therapy and some some coaching i have personally been working on finding the gray and so that to me what is really what we're going to be investigating today when we talk about pride versus self-confidence and and the reason why self-confidence is matters in a social context that we're talking about today is because everything we do we are social creatures we and honestly we don't do a lot of things because we're worried about what society at large is going to think about us, what our small collective communities or what our families or what um, passersby. And you know, one of, it's so interesting when I look at my podcast downloads, the most listened to podcasts, The ones that are are the ones that I do episodes on how to be free from caring what people think. And I share that with you so that you know that it's not just you that worries about that. And also to know that when we can let go of caring what people think and also just say, I am enough. It's going to give us that that self-confidence to really override the social anxiety or self-doubt that our minds are suggesting to us as we walk through life. And then we're going to close out today's podcast with with some really practical tips that I want to be able to you to be able to apply to your life right away and those are going to be seven simple ways to silence your inner self-doubt. So we got some good stuff going on here today. As always, I want to thank you for being a part of the Be More tribe. You you're you're listening right now, which means you are part of the tribe. That means you're you're committed to being more, being more of who God created you to be. Just and it's not about arriving to a destination you you don't you're already there. You're already enough. You're already good enough and you are on your way to becoming even more alive and even uh, more engaged in the life that that you have been given. You know, I really want to encourage you that we that when you start to release the need to quote get there, like you know, we always like, well, when I get there, I'll be enough and when I get that extra a year that I need, or when I get to this many followers, then I know I'm going to be good enough. And my message is good enough. If we can release the get there, then we can let go of the fear that we, that we won't be accepted as we are. We are accepted as we are. And I hope that you walk away today really knowing and really believing that because when you can know that you are enough and that you are accepted as you are and that you can do hard things and that God has put unique, beautiful, amazing gifts within you that no one else in this world has, and your job is to simply show up and say, here I am, then you you can be really released from the self-doubt and and social anxiety that I think really sidelines a lot of us from living the life that we want to live. And I, uh, so I, I say that all to say thank you for listening to the show. I know there are so many personal growth and self-development podcasts that you can be listening to, but you chose this one and I want to honor that. I'm going to honor your time, but briefly I do have one quick announcement before we dive in. We're going to open up with some quotes on self-confidence and a personal story from me, but I do want to let you know that this podcast is sponsored in part today by my newest program, The Donut Diet. It's time to stand up to the bully of shame around food and around your body and your and around your life and to taste the sweetness that life and food has to offer. The Donut Diet is an eating solution for emotional eaters. It's only available for a few weeks. So if you are ready to be done with emotional eating, then get started now at thedonutdiet.com. That's spelled D-O-N-U-T. Okay, going super American spelling there, thedonutdiet.com. Now let me open up with a personal story about social anxiety and self-doubt. So many years of my life, lived as a perfectionist, lived as a people pleaser, lived as a high achiever, lived as a competitive, national level, high aspiring athlete. Y'all, it was all about what people thought of me. And I constantly lived in the state of self-doubt because I had been programmed to achieve, achieve, achieve in order to get affirmation from those around me, external affirmation to tell me that I was good enough. And so even though I came off as one of the most confident people you might've met, and I was the captain of this and the leader of that, and I started a nonprofit in college and did all these cool, great right, things that make, make would make someone from the outside to go, she's got it together. She has, she just, Decides what she's going to do, and she does it. She has confidence. Well, in some ways, I had confidence. In many ways, I was plagued and suffocating with self doubt because I, if I was, if I didn't get that affirmation back, uh, that to the extent that I thought that I needed, I thought it was, I thought it was worthless. Like I, I had so much anxiety socially around whether people thought I was too nerdy or too cool or too athletic or not athletic enough, or I, it was constantly trying to morph myself into being who I, who people said I needed to be in order to be successful. And I thought that if I could reach those levels of success, it was then that I could have permission to be happy, which if you've listened to my show, you know, that that's completely backwards, that we choose happiness and we, and happiness is available to us now. And that it is happiness that makes you more successful. It is not success that makes you happy. It's choosing to say that life is sweet and good. And I am enough because I am a child of God. And that qualifies me. I am. I am, and I have breath and I will thrive in that. And because of that, I can turn down the self-doubt. I don't have to listen to the voice of shame. I don't have to overthink what people are thinking about me because I, ha- I, I, I want to lead with love. And I know that they're children of God too, and they need to be loved on. And that I think for me, one of the most transforming, like transforming moments was in when I realized that some of my heroes, some of these people that I had put up on a pedestal of like, oh, their life's perfect, right? They're confident, they're beautiful, they're successful. When I came to learn that they were, going through the same internal monologues that I was, that they were struggling with social anxiety and self-doubt the same way I was, that they were trying to be enough by being a certain size on the, in, in their clothes or weight on the scale or in a certain group of friends or doing certain types of partying or certain events, I realized, wow, like we all just want to be included we all want to know that we matter we want to know that we matter we want to know that we have a voice we want to know that we're special and we want to know that we're worth acknowledging and and it's when you realize it's not it's not you that the, you're you're not exclusively feeling this way it's to me it's so encouraging to say wait we we all just need more love. Like, could it really be that simple? And, and my answer to you is this. I do believe that. I believe we just need more love. And, and we're going to go into more specifics on how to, um, how, how, how we, in when we get to the seven simple ways to silence your inner self doubt, we'll talk about that. But for me, I, I want, I wanted to preface this whole coaching session in today's podcast with the cue that just because on the outside, someone looks confident, doesn't mean that they actually are, or doesn't mean that they're not struggling still with social anxiety or self-doubt. So, so be kind to yourself, be kind to your others, uh, to others, as you listen to this coaching. Some quotes on self-confidence. Oh wait, actually y'all, I totally forgot. Do me a favor. If you haven't yet, if you're a loyal listener to the Confidence Podcast and you haven't yet hit that subscribe button or written a review, please do so. We are ranked 131 in Apple Podcasts for for top self-help podcasts. Will you help us get into the top 100? That's what I want. I I, I need your help. I cannot do it on my own. All I can do is show up and and show up every week for you. I I need you to help others be encouraged. Help us get in the top 100. And you do that by writing a review and hitting that subscribe button. So I'll keep you posted as we get in top 100. And um, that is my little side note. Thanks for your patience. Let's talk quotes you know I like to prime my mind and heart with quotes right I think it's a really great way to get prepped for a concept and a topic here's a classic we got some classics here Dr. Seuss be who you are and say what you feel because those who mind don't matter and those who matter don't mind be who you are and say what you feel because those who mind don't matter and those who matter don't mind we have a Henry Ford quote for you whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. William James, everybody ought to do at least two things each day that he hates to do just for practice. And, you know, I included that quote specifically because sometimes when it comes to self-doubt or social anxiety or any insecurity, we build it up so, so big in our minds that sometimes we have to just take action. And I think that one of the best ways to gain self-confidence is to practice doing something that makes you feel uncomfortable, to tell yourself that it's okay to feel a little bit uncomfortable, that being uncomfortable isn't bad. Instead, it's actually the breeding grounds for growth. Now, here's an unknown quote. The best way to gain self-confidence is to do what you are afraid to do. Y'all know I love me some Eleanor Roosevelt, which is this is piggybacking on that concept. Eleanor Roosevelt, do one thing every day that scares you. And I, I, when I started doing that, it changed my confidence levels. And so I really want to agree with this the this unknown author that says that the best way to gain self-confidence is to do what you are afraid to do. And then finally, Ray birdie said, self-consciousness is the enemy of all art, be acting, writing, painting, or living itself, which is the greatest art of all. And y'all, like, I want to mic drop that, don't you? Like, you you might have just tapped out and said, "Well, I'm not really an artist." Yeah, yeah, yeah you are, because living itself is the greatest art of all. And self consciousness—that overthinking about what people are interpreting you as, as what people are, how people are judging you—self consciousness is insecurity and self doubt and social anxiety, all packaged up into one little little bundle, and it weighs on you. And it silences you and it sidelines you and it's the enemy of all art. And if you want a life that's beautiful, a life worth telling a story about, if you want to really walk in the calling that God has placed on your life, living itself needs to be an art form. And I just, I'm like coming out of my seat compelled, like seriously, mic drop, like I wish somebody was here. Let's pop some champagne about the concept of that life, lifestyle is art. And, and what I love about that is that we are the masters of it. We are the painters. We've been given a canvas and and the and the tools by God, and then we get to create something with what we've been given. And it's not obviously. It's just, there's no there's no judgment to it. Art is all interpretable. It's all beautiful. I love that. For me, that frees me from performance. It frees me from I'm not where I'm supposed to be. I'm too. Ah, oh, I wish I was further along. There's no judgment, right? There's the self doubt can disappear when you say I'm just experimenting. I'm just creating a beautiful life. Like, what is the art of living? And for me, that that really inspires me as a parent, uh, because it's—I'm be honest—it's hard balancing motherhood and entrepreneurship and being a wife and it, being engaged in our community and staying fit. And when I can take the 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 performance out of it and the and the threshold marks and the goals and all the things the to-do lists, and just say, did I live beautifully today? Was did I create great art with my life today? like doesn't that sit well with your soul and for me i have found i am my most confident self when my soul i you know i don't know what the word would be it's when my soul is at peace peace and it feels this like flow right and 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 for me that's when when i just can release judgment and say i'm enough i'm enough did i did i did i paint my life well today did i paint love into this world today and and that's what an antidote to self-doubt right and you know social anxiety itself disappears when you can silence self-doubt we because social anxiety is just being worried about what people think about you but the self-doubt can silence that social anxiety and that worry because you know that you have nothing to doubt as long as you're showing up as your best And there's no judgment on your best. Some days are going to, your best is going to look different because some days you might be sleep deprived and some days you might be sick. And some days you've got a million crazy challenges and challenges and maybe painful things going on in your life. So your best for that day is what matters. And so you can release yourself from self-doubt. Isn't that amazing? Okay, so let's dive in and talk about small steps to shift from social anxiety to social confidence, to being somebody who's second guessing himself and then to be to being able to be someone who walks into a room and leads with confidence, who, who shines brightly and sort of coming in with dimness, right? So I I want you to to a couple things here. Put yourself in everyone else's insecurity. Remember that everyone else is just wondering the same thing as you is do. Am I invited? Am I? Do I belong? Am I noticeable? Am I? Am I co- contributing in a way that matters? And I think if you remember, everyone else needs that affirmation the same way that you do. You can kind of just go, "Hey, guys, it's just let's just make this a party." Whether it's a mom group you're joining up with, uh, maybe it's a book club, maybe it's something um, at a university that intimidates you. We all have social situations that feel intimidating. But I want you to really break down people's humanity and say, we all need the same things. And then that leads me to the next small shift is to focus on love and kindness. And again, you guys, total transparency. I am possibly one of the most outgoing, enthusiastic, upbeat, like proactive social people you're going to meet. Yet I'm still, I get nervous on mom dates, especially if it's the first time I'm meeting somebody or on a coffee date with a friend if I haven't seen them in a long time. It's like something in my mind goes, oh my gosh, Trish, like what if you run out of something to talk about? Or what if they think you're stupid? Or what if this, I don't like, wait a second. Like you kind of talk for a living. <laughs> like... And I still have to, I still like question that, right? That, oh my gosh, what if we've run out of things to say? Or what if they think I'm boring? Or what if they really don't want to be hanging out with me? They'd rather hang out with somebody, but they felt obligated to take my my invitation for coffee. You guys, it's crazy. It's cray-cray up in our minds. And the reality is that we all need people. And if we just focus on the fact that we get to connect with one another, and that when I'm feeling that social anxiety, I can go, hey, Trish, stop thinking about yourself or what they're going to possibly think about you instead. What do I know that person needs? They need love. What do I also know they need? They need kindness. I also know that they need encouragement and truth. They need somebody that goes out of their way to say, Hey, you're doing a great job. Hey, you look awesome today. Hey, I love getting to see you. When I can shift and make the focus on love and kindness and building somebody else up, what it does is almost transports me immediately away from that social anxiety and into a place of social confidence. And then that leads me to kind of reiterating the fact that we realize that when you realize that people are thinking less about you and more about themselves, you then have freedom to go, oh, like I have nothing to be anxious about. There's there's no judgment. There's no measuring mark. There's there's just acceptance. And the more that I can love on someone, the more free I am to be me. You know, people, people care less about like who you are, and more about how you make them feel. And if you make them feel loved, accepted, challenged, encouraged, they're going to love you. Like they're going to love who you are, because that is who you are. Somebody that builds others up. You know, and I think another thing for, for me that's been a really powerful shift from social anxiety to social confidence is to stop waiting and start leading. Open Conversations, and I've I've had conversations with a, a handful of my clients recently about this. Stop waiting to be invited. Stop feeling like an outsider because you didn't get invited to the fam- the couple's dinner, and or that you don't have friends to make have a barbecue in your neighborhood with. Stop waiting and start knocking on doors. Start being friendly. Start going out of your way to wave to the neighbor and oh, start conversations. And you guys, I want to <laughs> like I say that, and I also want to warn you that you're gonna feel. Like the big giant nerd, the big one, the big neighbor that's like, "Hey guys!" But people love it. People need it. We all need that. And I, we, my husband and I, recently moved three years ago to where we live. And I get it. It's hard to start leading and and start creating community around you because it's not comfortable. But I can tell you, every little effort that you make is a is a is a drop in the and it adds up. It may just feel like a small drop in the bucket, but it will add up, stopping and complimenting somebody on their dog or their front yard, all that stuff when you talk about building a neighborhood that we can stop, like we can stop waiting and wishing that we had a better neighborhood or better neighbors or better relationships and start leading and creating those those relationships by opening conversations. I think for me, it was a huge shift with confidence when I took responsibility for creating what I wanted in life and with my relationships. And so I wanna encourage you to do the same. And here's the thing, you are a leader and you can do hard things. And this is hard, it's hard to go, well, am I gonna be the first person to wave and the first person to say hello? Yep. Well, what if I'm the one that keeps inviting and they don't invite me back? So what, right? It, it, it goes back to how, how badly do you want to, to walk in social confidence? And I want you to remember that everyone is just holding their breath and waiting to be part of, waiting to be part of, waiting to be included, waiting to be invited, so why don't you be that inviter? And so let's, let's transition now into this concept of what's the difference between pride and self-assurance? Because this is another recurring theme that comes up in my coaching sessions with people of, of worried, being worried as they step into a place of self-confidence, whether they're building a business, whether they're setting new standards in their relationships or in finding their relationship, or if they're just trying to have better body confidence, that there's this difference between pride and self-assurance and, and, and self-assurance and self-confidence are good things, whereas pride, man, it's debilitating. So here, I, without even going into too much detail, I wanted to just, I've got two columns here on my notes, and and here's what you need to remember. The prideful person doesn't accept help or admit needing help. The prideful person doesn't accept that they can be wrong. The prideful person doesn't accept that they're obsessed with self-glorification. They, they're in denial about it. They're just building themselves up and trying to prove themselves. The prideful person doesn't take others into account. The prideful person doesn't focus on building others up. The prideful person wants to be the best and is obsessed with competition instead of collaboration. The prideful person goes alone in everything. The prideful person accepts criticism, um, doesn't accept criticism or critique openly. And the prideful person doesn't believe in a growth mindset. Now, a confident person, a self assured person, does seek advice and counsel, does listen to self-motivating self-growth podcasts like the Confidence Podcast, does work intentionally at being better at collaboration. The, the confident person is mindful about their flaws and is growing in those areas. The confident, self-assured person focuses on their own lane and expanding at the, the gifts that God has given them without feeling less than because of the, God, the gifts that God didn't give them that he gave to somebody else. The confident, self-assured person celebrates the gifts and successes of others. The confident person wor- works to build others up. They relish in their resilience. They believe in a growth mindset. And they work on removing their self-limiting thoughts. And so, by the way, if you want to take a look at these two categories, I always keep my show notes on my, right on my website. And you can always find them by Going to trishblackwell.com forward slash the number of the podcast episode. So you can find these show notes and these two comparisons between pride and confidence at trishblackwell.com forward slash two eight seven. But here's here's what I want to I want to encourage you with is when I look at those two columns, I I I I definitely pride is something I've definitely struggled with. As a perfectionist, as a competitor it was a, a really ingrained to do into my effort to prove my worth. So I, I struggled with pride a lot in my life, not because I wanted, I thought I was all, you know, the bee's knees, but really out of desperation for people to say, Trish, you're enough. Trish, you're special. And so for me, one of the things that brought me to my knees in helping um, be cleansed from pride and from the, from being debilitated by pride, was one asking you know asking God for intervention but then also just to realizing that I already know I'm enough like when I was able to accept that I'm enough for just who I am a child of God I didn't I wasn't as drawn into the the prideful pride boosting behaviors I'm able to talk about myself in a positive way without it coming off as being proud, being the negative proud—it's good to be proud of yourself, but that negative proud. So there's a very interesting, like, gray area where we we want to say, "Oh, I just want to be humble. No, I don't want to self-promote because that's prideful." Well, I, if you're first off, if you're growing a business or you're making differences in this world, you're gonna have to talk about yourself because if you're not gonna talk about your business, nobody else will. And so I want you to embrace this concept that you have the right to be proud of yourself and proud of your efforts. And that that doesn't make you prideful. I think for me, I can always go back and then I, you guys, I still fall into moments of, of pride and it happens when I'm jealous. It happens when I'm being, I'm um, I'm focused on my own, like it, my own glorification versus making a difference. And I I, I go to God for that, right? I, I ask for for help in that area. And then I, one of the ways that I can help transition myself out of a place of pride into a place of self-assurance is by celebrating others, by celebrating their gifts, by celebrating their successes, by focusing it on collaboration by going back to saying i'm I, i'm i'm working on my growth mindset and reminding myself that my job is to build other people up not to build myself up and you guys i in and when all is said and done i'm really proud of the person that I have fought to become. And I want you to be proud of the person that you're fighting to become as well. And I'm proud of the person that I'm still fighting to become. I'm proud of the, the mom that I'm fighting to become. I'm proud of that, that I want you to have that. And, and I'm proud of that effort. I'm, it's, it's effort. And, and And I think there's freedom when you can stand in that and say, I have the right to be proud of that. Now, does that make me prideful? No, no because I'm celebrating cheering on everybody else who is doing the very same thing. So I hope that those two lists help you feel more confident um, when you're thinking about your pride and your and your self-assurance, especially in relation to self-doubt and social anxiety. Um, and you know, just a, I wanted to take a brief segment to let you know that one of the things that has been giving me social confidence recently has been my transition to glasses for those of you who have been following me on social media you guys have been giving me tons of shout outs about my glasses and for real you guys as someone who never wore glasses in their life but recently found out that they needed them because i spent so much time in front of the computer i couldn't be happier because i absolutely love how stylish my look has gotten and you better believe there's only one company i will trust to do that and that's Warby Parker. So let's just take a break here and l- l- talk about this because let's face it, buying glasses can be expensive, annoying, and overwhelming. For me, Warby, Warby Parker had the answer. It, it, what Warby Parker does is cut out the middleman and sells directly to consumers online and in their stores. Warby Parker is able to provide high quality, great looking eyewear at a fraction of the usual price. Prescription glasses start at just $95, and that includes frames, lensing, and coating. Y'all, did I mention that they're stylish and that I get compliments every single time I wear mine? The people behind Warby Parker feel like glasses should not cost more than your phone, and even better is they have a one-to-one model for every pair of glasses, you purchase, they give a pair of glasses to someone in need. Now, here's the thing. You might be thinking how you could possibly buy eyeglasses online. Well, with Warby Parker, that's like the best part. Warby Parker has a completely free at home try on program where you can order five pairs of glasses online and then have them shipped directly to your home or office. And then you get five days to try them on, show friends and family and get an honest opinion on what looks best. And you guys have seen my social feeds where I've done this twice. And thank you for your votes to help me pick out the glasses that I love. And what's so cool is you use this prepaid shipping label that returns the samples. It's 100% free, really, really easy, and actually super fun. So go ahead, upgrade your glasses style and confidence, and go to warbyparker.com forward slash confidence to order your favorite pair and start the at home try on. Again, that's warbyparker.com forward slash confidence. I can't wait to see the ones you try. And and, and that's what I really want to emphasize as we think about trying things on. Think about trying on confidence, social confidence, self-confidence in the same way you would try on glasses. What I'm really enjoying about this whole concept of wearing glasses, if I'm going to extend this analogy, is that it's I feel like a different person. And I think so many of us have spent so many years just feeling like stuck, resigned to thinking I've always struggled with so-and-so or blank. So I'm always going to struggle with that. And the reality is I don't think that that is true. I think that if you can envision yourself putting on something new glasses, are your favorite color. Maybe it's just an imaginary cloak, but really engaging your imagination to start giving yourself the, the power to see yourself differently, to see yourself as confident, to see yourself as somebody who walks into a room and shines light. Think about the favorite, your, one of your most favorite people in the world. You know, the type of person that walks in and lights up a room or that you get an email from and you're like, oh, like they just always know what to say. Now, without comparing yourself to them, I want you to imagine you being that kind of person, someone who walks in and immediately makes others feel at ease, immediately makes others feel noticed, immediately just brings warmth into the room. And I really believe that that is always your goal. You get, re- you get to remove yourself from the judgment and the social anxiety that you're experiencing. And so I want you to start speaking to yourself with a mantra that says, I am confident and I shine love and warmth. And that is that and, and, and that I'm enough. Like Trish is confident. Trish shines love and warmth and Trish is enough. Just be Trish. I just, that's my job. Just be Trish. Like I don't need to be anybody else. Being anybody else is wasted effort. Just be Trish. Now I want to be an improved Trish every day, but I just need to be as Trish as Trish can be. And I say the same for you and you guys, recent uh, recent psychology studies have shown actually when you're in a state of anxiety or stress, there's actually um, an advantage, a creative and emotional advantage if you can remove yourself and use a mantra that's both in first person and also in third person. So while I can, I, I'm saying if I'm feeling social anxiety or self-doubt, I can say I'm Trish is enough. I'm enough. Trish Blackwell is enough. Like, I hear myself say it both ways, and I'm almost more compelled by the third person statement, because it removes me from, from over personalizing the stress or anxiety that I'm, I'm experiencing. And it reminds me of, of of objective truth. And I want you to cling to that objective truth. It's not subjective. I need you to know that you are enough, that you are a child of God, that you can do anything, that you are a bright, shining light that brings warmth into this world. And so think about a couple power statements that you can realign for yourself for when you feel self-doubt. For me, the self-doubt is, hey, like Trish, your job is to be Trish. Just be Trish. Love people. Love people and learn something. Like that for me brings down the self-doubt and says, wow, you know, how, how can I live beautifully today, right? It goes back to that. How do I create a day that's, that's beautiful, that's fully alive, that's present. And when I do that, I have to believe that all those things I want to accomplish will take care of themselves. So let's talk about this. Let's transition now into seven ways to silence inner self-doubt. Seven ways to silence inner self-doubt. Number one, simplify. Simplify, 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 simplify. I think that we often have so much self-doubt because we let our minds go in these crazy loopholes of what ifs and what if they're thinking this and if that were to happen, then this, or we overthink and overcomplicate and we overburden ourselves with so much. I say no more. What if? What would happen if your life was just simpler? What would happen if you cut down your obligations? And you might go, well, I, I can't drop that. that. Like, ah there. I would challenge you to think that there probably are some things you can drop that are going to help free your life to give you more heart space, more life space, more living space. And when you have that space, you don't live in a state of stress or scarcity. And when you don't live in a state of stress or scarcity, girl, you shine, you shine and you thrive. So simplify. Number two, speak up for your inner self be your own friend. You know, it's so interesting. We are usually such great friends to other people and such terrible friends to ourselves. I want you to speak up for that, 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 that little child inside of you that needs a friend that needs affirmation. You know, we, we, it's so funny. We, we wonder why we get down on ourselves, but how often are we actually speaking words of affirmation, words of encouragement, words, words that build up. And, and the same way when I was talking about going and showing up, as a true friend to a friend over coffee and building them up, who's doing that to you? It's time to start showing up and speaking up for your inner self and to be your own friend. And you might say, well, oh gosh, I'm my own worst enemy. I mean, most of us have been in many of our our lives if we've struggled with perfectionism or um, self-doubt. But maybe you just can say, maybe the first step, you don't get worried about how to really be your own friend yet. Maybe just the first step is the decision to be friends with yourself. Maybe it's the decision to start saying, I don't believe in bullying myself anymore. Number three, sort through the messages in your mind for the real truth. If you want to silence inner self doubt, you've got to go back. And when you're feeling, when you're feeling that chaos of self doubt, start overwhelming your yourself like a, like a wave and like a, like a, not even a wave, like a tsunami in your mind, I want you to say to yourself, but is that true? Well, is that really true? Well, if that really happened, what 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 is really true about that? S- sort through the messages in your mind for the real truth. Right, and it's so funny. You can even take this relationally. Like the other other day, my husband did something, and he did he like did something very loving for me, but he only half did it. And you, know, I was sick, and I came downstairs, and I saw, and I was like, if he really loved me, he would have done blah blah blah. But okay, I had to stop myself because I really believed it. Ugh, he doesn't. How lazy! He didn't really do what he said he was going to do. No, he was tired and busy. And I had to sort myself, I had to sort for the truth in my mind so that I wasn't cranky at him or I didn't feel dejected. It was no Trish, like, what is the real truth? Like, okay, he forgot to do one part of what he was doing that was really loving to you. Okay, so what's the truth? Does he still love you? Yeah. Did he intentionally not do the second part? No. Okay. Oh, okay. Like all of a sudden you feel better about it. So, I mean, even taking, and that's such a, I like to give you guys really trivial, mundane, real life stories so that you can see how we can really start segmenting these thoughts in our minds to get the real truth. And that will silence that self-doubt because I mean, self-doubt about relationships, self-doubt about your value. Because easily if I hadn't done that, I could have been like, oh, he doesn't love me. I've been failing as a wife. Oh, I'm terrible. I'm so busy. He's not feeling loved. When none of that was true, I'm having self-doubt about me being a, a great wife because he, you know what I mean? Like we can go down these crazy rabbit holes if we're not aware of how we're thinking. So sort through the messages in your mind for real truth all the time. Number four, slow down. Man, I think one of the things that's gotten me in trouble most of my life is trying to do too much too quickly and then worrying about the timeline in comparison to others. There's no easier way to feel really bad about yourself and have self-doubt than to compare your behind the scenes to everybody else's highlight reels. And that really actually combines number four and number five. So I want you to slow down. And then number five is stop comparing. And, and comparison is the quickest way. It's almost like a flip, like a switch to turn on self-doubt. So if you want to silence inner self-doubt, I want you to tell yourself, I don't, I don't compare myself to anybody else because there's it's not possible. It's like comparing apples and oranges. They're just different. But in order to do that, you've got to slow down. I think sometimes we do so many things and we don't have enough space. And slowing down means having the space in your life to think, having the space in your life to, to, to self-care, to have time to work out, to give time to think, to, 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 to recharge with your family, to, to really feed your soul in a way that feeds your confidence. Number 6, I want you to see your real potential. If you really want to silence inner self-doubt, you got to start seeing your real potential and start and 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 if you're if you're not sure where to start, I wasn't sure where to start with this. One of the things I did was start I, one of my prayers was asking God just show me who I really was. Lord, let me see who you want me to be. Let me believe bigger than I think is possible. Let me let me step beyond the self-doubt and the self-criticism and just show up so that you can use me. But I think seeing your real potential can start in that large capacity with some divine intervention. And then on a small microcosmic, microcosmic way by just saying, Hey, what's my potential today? How can I make a difference in someone else's day? How can I just be a little bit more kind? How can I surprise someone with love? How can I, how can I, Sow some roots here that make a difference, see your real potential in the big ways, but in the small ways. And I, I think for me, it's been so encouraging to silence my self doubt when I, when I feel like, especially as an entrepreneur, you guys, I get hit by self doubt all the time. And I realign myself by reminding myself of the, the people who have made the largest impact in my life probably don't know. And, and, and the impacts that they make sometimes are with two, three, four sentences and I remind myself that even though I don't see I can't see that happen with what I do, neither could they. There's a butterfly effect. There's a real domino impact from everything that you do as long as you live with love. So believe in that real potential. And sometimes it's helpful to remind yourself of the mentors or the influences in your life who have who you saw the potential potential in their impact just by them showing up in little ways? So by reminding myself of that, I show up in little ways, which helps me silence the self doubt. One of the ways that um, that is the most effective for silencing self-doubt is number seven, show up. Show up for your purpose and your place. Show up for who you are, how you are. There are days when um, when I'm not able to do my business, when I'm totally just in a mom day where it's like the best day ever. And there are total mom days, you guys, when I'm going, what is going on with my three-year-old? I am failing at this and this. And I like literally don't know if, I, you know, I've, I've, my dog has pooped three times. My daughter needs help wiping. My baby's pooped four times. Like all I'm doing is touching poop. Like there's times when you're like, is this my life? Is this my place? How did it come to this? And you go, wait. First off, this is just that's just a poopy day. Okay, <laughs> those happen. But then secondly, that that's okay. If that was my that was how I was supposed to show up that day. There was a lesson in it. There was patience, there was being present, there was some something simple and beautiful to take away. And so I think for me, really one of the most effective ways to silence, silence self-doubt is showing up. And that takes action. It takes mental action to say, I'm thankful for today. I'm grateful for the gift that this day is. Whatever it looks like, whatever challenges it has, however it's stretching me, I'm mentally, I'm mentally on fire to be fully engaged that is showing up and that will silence self-doubt. It, I'm going to have, self-doubt is part of the process. You notice I didn't say eliminate self-doubt. I said, silence it. Because every day, you guys, it's going to come into your mind and your job is to turn it down. The fact that you're having self-doubt doesn't mean that you're not, that you're not confident or that you haven't grown in confidence. It's just part of the process of, of being human. And it's part of the culture that we live in that we're inundated with messages that were not enough. And so this is a great opportunity for you to practice your mantras, for practicing realignment, for practicing clinging to the truth. And then also, so showing up mentally and emotionally, and then showing up in action. If you've got a dream on your heart, you maybe you have that book you're, you're, you want to write, that business you're launching, or you want to take to the next level, that relationship you want to to just revamp and, re- and improve, it takes, takes, takes a step forward. You have to take action. And I have found over and over again, that at any time I'm feeling, I'm second guessing myself, I'm feeling unsure of myself, or I'm feeling self-doubt, if I step forward and just start, if I show up and take action, the self-doubt disappears. The self-doubt disappears almost like it runs away as soon as it sees you taking action. Because self-doubt is like a stop sign that you're, that, 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 you know, you're just distraction is trying to keep you from going forward. As soon as you pass that stop sign, it's not there anymore. So let me review that list for you. Hopefully those were encouraging. And if they were, please share them with a friend. Add them, share this um, in your podcast app. You should be able to hit share episode and it will go right to their, to Messenger for them. Um, or you can, you can email. Um, okay, seven ways to silence inner self-doubt. Number one, simplify. Number two, speak up for your inner self. Be your own friend. Number three, sort through the messages in your mind for the real truth. Number four, slow down. Number five, stop comparing. Number six, see your real potential. And number seven, show up for your purpose and your place. And before we get to our listener of the episode, I want to thank you again for just being part of the Be More tribe. I love, I'm really loving connecting with all of you on Instagram. You can get find me on Insta at Trish underscore Blackwell. And also on Facebook, I'm doing a weekly Facebook Live usually on Tuesday. So I'd love to see you there. Um, You can go to Facebook.com forward slash Trish Blackwell Fitness and then hit see all notifications so that you're notified the next time I go live there. I'd love to hang out with you face to face. Um, And here's a couple quick announcements. My Mom Boss Mastermind is my high level mastermind for motivated mom bosses and y'all, it is now open. I'm accepting applications between now and October 17th, I'm limiting the group to eight people and it's application process only. You can apply for an application at trishblackwell.com forward slash mastermind. The mastermind will include individual and group coaching as well online, as well as in person with the goal to help you double your revenue and double your free time at the same time so that you can be both a better, more present mom and a better, more productive entrepreneur. And- I can't wait for the retreats that we're going to have. It's going to be amazing. And then if you guys have been hanging out with me on social, you know, this month is a big deal for me. We have launched the donut diet is only going to be available in October And what is it? The Donut Diet is a solution to dieting. It's not a diet at all. In fact, it's a mental, emotional, and physical reset program that has the power to free you from the yo-yo diet pendulum for good. The Donut Diet is your answer to understanding how to stop turning to food for comfort and how to finally learn to have a happy and healthy relationship with foods of all types. I am so, so happy that this program is out there. You guys, this program, what I did is I created in a way That will serve anybody who struggles with emotional eating, binge eating, stress eating or boredom eating because it's a program I wish that I had when I used to struggle with that. The Donut Diet can help you identify the root cause of what drives you to have a disordered relationship with food so that you can create sustainable behavior change around food and around your eating. It can help you free yourself from anxiety and the pressure of dieting and worrying about your food in your life so that you can stop holding on to excess weight because of stress and so that you can start naturally finding your ideal body weight with less effort and more joy. And I, I mean, fundamentally, the Donut Diet can help you build your physical and mental confidence as you triumph over self-sabotaging behaviors in a way that you never thought you could. And what that's going to do, is going to empower you to realize that you truly can do anything you set your mind to and that you are an amazing creature in growth and transformation. I would love for you to come check it out at thedonutdiet.com. Again, it's only going to be available in October. So if you know you want a different approach to food, <laughs> i spent 10 years of personal experience making this program everything it can be. So go check it out, thedonutdiet.com. Even if you can't start it yet, you can purchase and you'll have access to it anytime. Again, donutdiet.com. Now, on to our listener of the episode. It's Aaron D and girlfriend. Yeah, you might be like, is it me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Aaron, the one that I get to meet in person with here in Virginia one of my clients we um, i work virtually with people all over the world in my one-on-one sessions but for my locals we get to meet at Starbucks and it's the best and Aaron you know who you are and i'm sending you love and you are a listener to the episode because you stepped out you stepped out in your social anxiety and you were willing to make yourself uncomfortable you have started activating everything we talked about on today's episode you are organizing Couple's dates and coffee dates and and getting your daughter into more play dates and girl, I'm just so proud of you. And you're walking in truth and believing, learning to believe how you can turn up self confidence, the volume of it, and turn down the self doubt. And you're walking free from the judgment of self doubt because self doubt is not an indicator that you're doing the wrong thing or you're not enough. I think there's freedom when we know it's just it's just a voice, it's just a sound, it's just background noise. And girl, you're diving in, digging in, and doing that. And you are beautiful, you are capable, you are unstoppable, and I'm so, so happy that I get to meet with you, share coffee with you, and share some life with you. So bravo, hats off to you, and uh, you are an example, an empowering example of transformation. I will encourage anybody else who's listening to today's show to know that they can do it too. And you guys, it starts with really believing that The old you, maybe the old you used to be ridden by control and anxiety and self-doubt. The new you, the new you is the one you get to create, right? And that's the beautiful gift of the art of life. Now go out there, guys. Go be more of who you are. Be you. Be free. Thanks for listening. You can get more confidence resources at TrishBlackwell.com. If you loved the show, let me know by writing a review on iTunes and by connecting with me on the gram at Trish underscore Blackwell. You can take your confidence to the next level for free by downloading my Detox Devotional. The Detox Devotional is five days of five-minute devotions to inspire joy, infuse you with confidence, and help you own the truth that God loves you deeply. Now be more, be free, be you, and be here for next week's show. I'll see you then.